0: Welcome to Investigate Joe Rogan. Today I'll be investigating episode 1470 of JRE with Elon Musk, who is probably best known for being Grimes' husband. I had never heard Elon Musk speak very much before this, because I actually have not seen the first episode of JRE he was on. And he's sort of like Rick and Morty, and I know that that is a horrible sentence that made everybody listening roll their eyes in unison, but hear me out. They are similar in that I thought both would be horrible because they're closely associated with Reddit, which is horrible, but then you watch the actual thing itself and it's really not that bad. You know, Rick and Morty is pretty funny, it's got some good jokes. You know, the first two seasons are really solid. And you know, Elon Musk, he's got some good points. He seems like an alright guy. It's Reddit that's horrible. It's not the actual things themselves, if you get what I'm saying. The first thing they talk about is Neuralink and the future of AI and transhumanism and singularity, etc. And when they talk about timelines and these crazy things, Elon Musk says that it's not going to sneak up on you, essentially saying that it will be able to be predicted long in advance before these sorts of things are possible. And when it comes to talking about technology of the future, obviously this is all speculation. He's speculating, I'm speculating, nobody really knows what's gonna happen. But I thought I would bring up an interesting alternative to this idea that it will not sneak up on you. Nick Bostrom talks about it in his book Superintelligence, which I recommend if you're interested in this topic at all because it's really good. And other people have talked about this pretty much all the way back to when like computers were being invented. I do not, however, recommend the Nick Bostrom episode of JRE because it is comprised almost entirely of him attempting to explain to Joe Rogan what simulation theory is and Joe Rogan not quite getting it, so don't don't bother listening to it. But if you're interested in this, Superintelligence is a great book. And the idea is this. What if there is an intelligence explosion rather than a sort of slow takeoff? What if once you have an AI with general intelligence, that exceeds a human beings, it can make a new version of itself that's smarter than a person by a greater magnitude much faster than a human could invent that next version? And then what if the next version can make a new version even faster? And so on and so on. And what if this happens over the course of like 24 hours? And then we just wake up one day and it's like, oh, there is now an object in some lab somewhere that is smarter than everybody combined and whose thoughts and motivations are a total mystery to us. This is a pretty spooky thought that he writes about a lot in superintelligence, And he actually thinks that it is more plausible that this will happen than that some sort of slow development will happen. So obviously nobody really knows if this will happen or if Elon Musk's sort of predictable, slow takeoff will happen, but I thought I would uh, bring up the alternative idea to the one Musk talks about. Now, in the second half of the podcast, they pretty much just talk about uh, the plague, and personally, I think that most of what Elon Musk had to say about it is pretty much true, but there are a few things he said which are suspect, in my opinion. The first of which is that he says that America can pretty much trust China's numbers uh, since they really are producing stuff in factories again. And he says nobody who works in Tesla in China has died. So, you know, he says, well, they're probably telling the truth. But does the fact that China can still produce goods mean that the numbers they have reported are true? No, I don't think so. Nobody is really claiming that so many people. In China have died that they don't even have enough people to work in factories, like they can't even man a factory. I mean if somebody dies, even if somebody dies who worked at a factory, they could just not report it as a coronavirus death. It would be that simple to fake the numbers while continuing to produce things. So I really don't think this can be taken as evidence that their numbers are real. I am continually surprised by the amount of people on the internet and talking heads and political commentators, etc., who just trust the Chinese government on all this stuff when they are so obviously the most nefarious government that exists right now. Except maybe North Korea. I mean we all like to have a good time complaining about the US government and how they're like Big Brother and they take your money and We're all going to end up in FEMA camps or whatever. But the Chinese government is actually doing all of these things. They're literally an authoritarian surveillance state that puts minorities in concentration camps and harvests their organs. But I'm sure they're not lying about their coronavirus death toll, right? (laughs) I think it's just crazy that everyone is just believing them on this. Elon Musk also says that the American coronavirus count is being overreported and that it's actually lower. He says that this is due to three things, basically. One, they're counting all deaths as coronavirus deaths if the person had coronavirus, even if they died from something else. Two, they are being too loose with the symptoms and diagnosing too many people who died with coronavirus, sort of posthumously. And three, the system is set up to incentivize hospitals to report deaths as being due to the virus because they get more money that way. And he doesn't really elaborate on why he thinks these things in the episode, but he has on Twitter, where he has posted a couple articles that I went and read. So, are deaths being overreported due to a test not being necessary? for the virus to be listed as the cause of death. The article he tweeted from the New York Post has this headline, Feds classifying all coronavirus patient deaths as COVID-19 deaths regardless of cause. It doesn't really argue that over-reporting is happening, it's just noting that yes, even if you have some other condition, if you die in the hospital and you have COVID-19, you'll end up in the death count. So does this mean that over is happening? The article doesn't say that it does, but you could see how it might lead to that. And then are they being too loose with their diagnoses? The CDC's Vital Statistics Reporting Guidance Report says that quote, in cases where A definite diagnosis of COVID-19 cannot be made, but it is suspected or likely, e.g., the circumstances are compelling within a reasonable degree of certainty, it is acceptable to report COVID-19 on a death certificate as probable or presumed. So you do not need to have been tested positive for COVID-19 to end up with that on your death certificate. So, could overreporting be happening for this reason? Because you don't need to actually test someone? In theory, it could, but I could not find any hard evidence that this is leading to overreporting. I mean, it's not like the guidelines just say, yeah, if they coughed, say they had coronavirus, they probably did. It does sound pretty strict. The circumstances are compelling within a reasonable degree of certainty. I don't know. Doctors hopefully know what they're doing, right? (laughs) Um, And as for the idea that hospitals are incentivized to classify deaths as being due to COVID-19, because this will give them more money, it is true that they'll get more money if a death was due to COVID-19, because of how the stimulus bill is set up. But is the system being gamed? Are people just sort of putting it on death certificates all over the place. Again, I cannot find any evidence of this happening. When you put this together with the fact that you don't need a test to list it as a COVID-19 death, it would not surprise me if we found out later that the system was sort of being gained. you get more money if they had COVID-19 and you don't need a test to confirm that they had COVID-19. So it's easy to see how this could lead to overreporting, but I just cannot see any hard evidence that overreporting is going on. I think we're really right in the middle of this. This is a lot of speculation, I guess. A much more important topic is Joe Rogan's comments about swimming pools and coconuts. Rogan says that like 50 people a day die in swimming pools in the U.S. and 150 die a year from coconuts. Now, I already addressed this slanderous coconut myth in the episode I did on Ben Westhoff months ago. But I will now address this swimming pool myth. 50 people a day do not die in swimming pools. According to the CDC, quote... From 2005 to 2014, there were an average of 3,536 fatal unintentional drownings, non-boating-related, annually in the United States, about 10 deaths per day. 10 is pretty different from the 50 that Rogan throws out. Now, could swimming pools have become five times deadlier since 2014, when this study was done? Maybe. I don't know. But... (laughs) but that's pretty different. So pools aren't that bad, but really I think it's just hard to remember numbers off the top of your head. That's what I've learned making this podcast. Almost any time that a guest or Rogan throws out a specific number, it's pretty much always wrong. I think people just can't remember numbers like that. It's just too hard. Now the last thing I'll talk about is Elon Musk mentions a French woman who set an age record who drank alcohol every day and he uses this as a positive example for alcohol consumption. You know it could be healthy. And Jean Calmat, the oldest person ever, lived to be 122 years and 164 days old and did indeed drink a small amount of port wine every day. However, Does this mean drinking a little wine every day is a good idea? Maybe it is. But is this lady actually a good example for anything? Should she be used as an argument? I'm not sure, because while she did live to be 122, she also smoked one or two cigarettes a day for most of her life. Most of those 122 years she was smoking. And I'm I'm pretty sure that's bad. I I don't think that's even debatable, like alcohol. I mean, smoking is straight up bad. So I think this lady is really just a genetic anomaly. And maybe if you want to start drinking wine every day, you should look into it a little more than just saying, well, Jean Calma, you know, she drank wine, she's old. Maybe rethink your, your plan on that one. I'm not sure which episode I will investigate next. I guess this was sort of a short episode because most of what Elon Musk said was either true or more speculative about the distant future. One thing they did not talk about, but should be mentioned, is that Gidey Primes is the best Grimes album. And if you disagree with that, you are wrong. And you can email me and argue about it at investigatejorogan at gmail.com. Or message me on Twitter. Thank you for listening. I hope you've learned something. Tell your friends. Don't let your friends who listen to JRE live in ignorance. Let them know about the investigations.